there are some lies in our science books. Taught it for 15 years. Even though I'm not teaching it anymore, I still like to study. It's so many neat things to learn. We're going to cover some of that tonight. Perception is being managed. We are being steered and guided by a hidden hand. The whole world has been duped by the media that is not real. <laughs> smart thinking, possible time traveler, smart thinking. That night, boom, contact memory. And then just, Alex, if you don't agree, you'll be sent to a re-education camp. Just because I'm old doesn't mean I've lost my touch with the ladies. Experts are suggesting that we're in a golden age of shape-shifting reptilian sightings. Now, why is that? I was, and still am, a huge conspiracy guy. I literally ran out of new tin hat topics to research. It was most definitely not capable of melting steel. Then I would be a crackpot if I thought that was that was the, the case. Thought that was that was the, the case. Welcome to the Hypothetical Institute, a podcast about conspiracies. My name is Skyboy Luke. Okay. <laughs> With, yeah. I was just thinking. It's my, it's my Space Force rank. I was just thinking Commanders would be fine. Ah, Skyboy. Okay. I'm Skyman Salty. Yeah. Skyfell Cam. How do you make it weird? <laughs> All right. Mm, what are we talking about? We're talking about the moon. That's why we gave ourselves Space Force ranks. Yeah. yeah. It's 50 years. Since man first stepped foot on that dusty alabaster orb. So we have talked about the moon before. Several times. Mm. Mostly about moon landing though. Mm. And fakery. And fakery. We concluded that the moon landing happened. Mm-hmm. Lots of evidence. Yeah, there was a lot of... Uh, there's been a lot of moon chat this in this last week, obviously, around the traps. And a lot of uh, people re-prosecuting the old moon landing hoax uh, mm. conspiracy. Before we go any further, though, we would like to thank our Patreon supporters, but especially Tammy, our cooked $33 sponsor. Thanks, Tammy. Thank you. I did see... My, one of my favourites was on Russia Today. I was not expecting it to be right. debunking uh, the moon landing hoax. Debunking the hoax. Yep, okay. Because, uh, you know, Russia Today, they sort of... They do get a little bit uh, kooky sometimes. Mm. Uh, but they had a thing about the moon landing, and their point was... Uh, if the Americans had faked the moon landing, uh, Rush Today is where you'd bloody hear about it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And uh, they had like a quote from a cosmonaut. He's like, nah. Uh, we were watching it with our super powerful Russian telescopes. Oh, that's pretty cool. We, we watched them walking around up there. Just so, like, no way. Let's, let's look at it. Uh, I thought they didn't have Nikon P900s back then. <laughs> um, <clears throat> cosmonaut, much cooler name than astronaut. So much better. Just want to get that one out there. Yeah. So they we're not talking. Have, they should have just gone with that. Yeah. America should have. Yeah. Astronaut. Mm. A- Astro by itself is pretty good. Yeah. Astro boy. Yeah. Great. Sky boy. Astro boy's less great. Powerful friend. <laughs> yeah. Do you think astronaut just seems less cool than cosmonaut because astronauts are like so clean cut? They are nerds, aren't they? Yeah, they're yeah. nerdy military men. Yeah, like, like you've got to be a super nerd to be an astronaut. Their beds are all like tucked in. Oh, Buzz, Buzz Aldrin's fucking cutting a bit loose, isn't he? 
<laughs> punching <laughs> guys out yeah. and stuff. But not at the time. Yeah. yeah so like these cosmonauts like smoking cigarettes in space. Sending monkeys up with yeah. them. <laughs> Madness. <laughs> um, I bet you the first thing to fucking jack off in space was that monkey. <laughs> well, I'm toast now. <laughs> Uh, anyway, this is going to be a mature chat about things related to the moon yeah. that aren't moon landing. Yes. All the like photos that have come out that have like, been restored and look fucking schmick, mm. surely that's fueled the fire of people going, look how fucking clean that looks. Yeah, I think I've seen that. How, look, how did they get photos that good? I think, no, I think, yeah, I don't know. Because photos of the moon up until now have been just photos, right? But these ones look fucking super HD and super clean. They've had clean. some pretty good high def ones over the years. Well, I think they've yeah. just like they've gone back to the negatives, right? Yeah, because I saw the, the negatives that survived their bloody way through the fucking Van, Van Allen. Allen belt. Yeah. Somehow, anyway, we're not doing moon landing. <laughs> We've done this already. <laughs> that was one of the things I saw about on the RT thing as well, though. They had these like restored photos, and because there's like one photo that has a C on a rock. Mm. Like the letter C is written on this rock, and they're like, "That was a bit careless of them <laughs> to just leave like the prop numbers written <laughs> down on things." Give me rock C. But it's got in the restored photos. It's gone because you know that little hair or whatever that was on the film, yeah, wasn't there. It's been cleaned mm. off. So not talking yeah, about we're the not moon talking landing. about the moon landing. <laughs> no. Go back to whatever episode. I guess it was. obviously it's something that comes up whenever yeah. you're going to talk about the moon anyway. So yeah. And there is the question of why we haven't been back. We have been back. Yeah, yeah but back not recently. Bunch, China went back recently with what a probe, but mm. not, not, a, not a person. But as we concluded and talked about in depth last time we did this, mm. there's no reason to go back. Why? Because we've been there. We've seen it. Have we, have we got all of the moon rocks that we need? I think we've got enough. <sighs> Fine. And like we can just send, like China did send a probe up there and just comp- do the computations. If they brought back a whole bunch more moon rock... As if a little bit of moon rock wouldn't end up going into those fucking little organ stone things. Oh, yeah. How bloody more powerful would that make them? That's, that's probably why they haven't been bringing them back. Yeah. It's just they don't want to rest the organ stone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. So we all set out to find out something about the moon that we didn't know. Yeah. Uh, Robo, why don't you kick us off? <clears throat> well, I think a good place to start is probably the creation of the moon. Mm. Yep. Because a lot of. There's a lot of conspiracies about people saying they don't know when the moon was created. Um, apparently the the moon is older than the earth mm. but the main theory of how the moon was created was another planet that used to be in our solar system smushed into the earth right and created a uh, created a, a debris thing which formed the moon a perfectly round spherical bit of debris yeah well like it joined together and as it was right you know spinning and, yeah so but then people are like if it's older than if it's older than Earth, that couldn't have happened. I don't know. So, Cam, what do you have on this? But right. So the thing is, it's supposed to the moon's supposed to be around for billions of years or whatever, right? Mm. Uh, which makes me wonder how it is that people, some of some of our top scientists, like uh, Democritus, uh, just the guy that came up with democracy. Whoa. <laughs> uh, Bit egotistical though, naming it after himself. Anaxagoras, the guy that came out with anaphylaxis. Axolotls. Uh, Aristotle. Mm-hmm. Uh, Got a clip for Aristotle? No, nothing. Aristocracy. Mm-hmm. Good. Apollonius. 
literally the guy that we named the Apollo missions after, probably. Yeah. Uh, all of these people. Not, clue- not the god Apollo. No. <laughs> uh, Apollonius of Rhodes. So the ultimate Rhodes scholar. Yeah. Uh, Plutarch. All of these blokes wrote way back in the in the day that there were people that uh, were around before the moon. Mm. Pre-lunar civilizations. So this is all according to a guy called Velikovsky. Uh, Emmanuel Velikovsky. Man, who's a Russian scientist. <laughs> scientist in inverted commas there. Uh, but he, he did do a lot of uh, study and he wrote... He wrote a book, a manuscript, and this is from the chapter The Earth Without the Moon. Uh, and he notes that all of these people way back in the day refer to civilizations that were pre-lunar. So Arcadia in Greece was one. Uh, and they were called the Proselenes, that is before Selene and before the moon. Oh. Mm. What and about the people who live next to them, though? Were they not? They had the moon? No. So these are like these people were around before... Any moon people were around. Right. Uh, Lucian. So they were the only people on the planet? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The only civilization. Right. Uh, Lucian in his uh, book Astrology, which is like, you know, that's a pretty old book. If yeah. you can call it astrology. That's like the first astrology book there is. Yeah. Uh, he says the Arcadians affirm in their folly that they are older than the moon. Which seems like a little, is that an insult? So he's saying folly. So he's saying they're full of shit. Yeah, I think mm. so. I don't know if it's folly though. Censorinus also alludes to the time in the past when there was no moon in the sky. This is the guy that censorship is named after, possibly. So you can't fucking trust that guy. Yeah, guy's a narc. He's the king of narcs. Uh, in Job twenty-five five, uh, they refer to a time before there was a moon and it did not shine. In Psalm seventy-two five, it said, "Thou wast feared." I don't know, you could just say was. Thou wast feared since the time of the sun and before the time of the moon, a generation of generations, uh, which means a very long time. So are they saying that there's no moon, Earth was populated in some way with, with human civilization? Sorry, Pickle? Feels like I've had enough of your shit. Um, and then the... Planet smashed into Earth, killed them, and wiped out any knowledge of them except for like six people in Greece. Six of the most famous like <laughs> Grecians of all time. So <clears throat> the theories, are, according to uh, Velikovsky, the theories about the origin of the moon are either that it came from the same material as the Earth, uh, or that uh, it was formed somewhere else and arrived here where it got caught in our orbit. Right. Or that uh, it was originally part of the terrestrial crust and was torn out and leaving behind the bed of the Pacific. Mm. Which he says, clearly not the first one. It must be one of those other two. But Velikovsky is, uh, belongs to a field of study they call the catastrophists. Catastrophists. Right. Where they take a different view from sort of mainstream geological historians, right. which is that uh, rather than sort of things just slowly happening and like erosion and like mountains slowly forming with tectonic plates moving and things, mm-hmm. they say there's been all of these disasters and right. natural huge catastrophes <clears throat> over time that uh, you see 
get turned into legends through cultural amnesia. Okay. So stuff like the Tower of Babel mm-hmm. story is referring to like some major natural disaster. And like the flood from the Bible is a real major right. natural disaster. And so at some point, the moon has been created and it's just sort of been forgotten right. when that's happened. But there's been some huge thing. I don't know why they're so keen on everything blowing up all the time. It's sort of a very Roland Emmerich view of mm. history. <clears throat> what, if the, uh, what if the media that come and killed all the dinosaurs threw up a moon-sized bit of the earth, it flung out kind of far, and by the time it come back around and caught in our orbit again, yeah, society had developed. So yeah, or maybe that- when that hit the earth and threw all shit up into the atmosphere, we were shrouded in clouds for fucking millennia, and then one day the clouds kind of dissipated, and the people that had come about were like, holy shit, look. Yeah. Where did that come from? What's that thing? Uh... So two other things about Velikovsky. He also has this thing that uh, the moon used to be a lot brighter. Mm. So there's a bunch of references in like the Bible and other sort of ancient texts. Uh, and also like Babylonian texts as well. Oh, and there's like there's South Ameri- ancient South American references to people from before the moon as well. So, you know, both sides of the planet, just mm. saying. But there's all these references too to the moon being much brighter, like being as bright as the sun. Right. Which... I don't know. I so, mean, yeah, years of um, industrial development, though, like and light pollution. Mm. You look outside in Melbourne at the sky and you see a few stars, but you go out to like the middle of nowhere and it's like, whoa. Mm. And mm. Wouldn't, wouldn't you also be like, if you're some like ancient dickhead mm. and you're looking at the sun in the daytime and then you look at the moon at nighttime when it's dark, you'd be like, oh yeah, these are about the same. Yeah. These light, are both quite bright. Light Plus, pollution. No. Yeah. I'm talking about in ancient times. Mm. Wait, you'd you go, wow, the moon's really bright. Well, fuck, the sun's bright too. They're both really bright. Ancient people were stupid enough that they looked at the sun and the moon and thought they were equally as bright. Is that what you're saying? Well, no, the sun's quite bright, yes. Yep, good. <laughs> but, it does, but it's daytime. So, I mean, it's not that bright. If you look at the sky next to the sun and then the sun, it's like bright. Right. If you look at the sky next to the moon, you go... That's quite dark. That's quite dark. It's quite dark out, except the moon is illuminating everything. The moon's got a much bigger job to do than the sun. Right. Which only has to light up everything that's already quite well lit. Quite well lit, because it's daytime. I think the ancient dickheads, as you refer to them as, (laughs) understood at least somewhat of the content of night and day. That, yeah. Yeah, sure, righto. Uh, The other thing about Velikovsky, though, is he got, like, slammed when he came out with this stuff. Maybe fair enough, mm. but like uh, he got comp- in the fifties and sixties, he was like completely blackballed. He like he went over to America and started putting out pamphlets and things, and I know he gave the wrong pamphlet to the wrong guy, and he just got blackballed for twenty years. So the Russian scientist that was handing out pamphlets in the fifties and sixties, yeah, wasn't well received in the United States. No, but then in the seventies, shocking. Uh, I don't know, they must have gotten that blackballed him. He became incredibly popular. Oh, okay. Yeah. Packed out lecture halls. All the drugs that were taken at that point. <laughs> then in the 80s, he was wandering around going, where are the nuclear vessels?" <laughs> and everyone got sus again. <laughs> Sorry, um, Star Trek joke. So the, there's some coincidences around the formation of the moon and the size of the moon. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that I think it's, it's, it's proportionate to like an eclipse at, it's the right size to block out the sun perfectly. Mm. 
it's kind of the, the, the ratio of distances or whatever. I can't, there's maths behind it. Mm-hmm. Apparently that makes it, that's a bit of a coincidence, which to be fair, it's pretty interesting. It is a pretty massive coincidence that it is exactly that size. Yeah. yeah. Um, the earth turns 366 times around, uh, sorry, each orbit of the sun and is 366% the measurement of the moon at the polar circumferences. The moon orbits earth 366 times every 10,000 days. 366 comes up a lot in that one. Mm-hmm. I feel like they've chosen 10,000 days pretty arbitrarily, though. Mm. Um, yeah. And also, isn't it like the that 366 very uh, sort of uh, wobbly number? Yeah, it is. It is. We have to keep adjusting every, <laughs> <laughs> every four uh, years. But like, if you were say a construction man mm. or woman, and you were building a something across these distances, yeah, you're gonna get a little bit out. You're gonna a little bit of a margin of error there. Uh, Even when building bridges, I need to put in some rubber just because it flexes yeah, and well, moves. Yeah. That's because if you're a fallible human. Yeah, look at the pyramids, mate. They're fucking so precise. <laughs> they're like within apart. thousands of millimeters. <laughs> yeah, but they're not lunar bodies orbiting. orbiting. No, but they're lined up to shit in the lunar, Maybe. So lunar the, area. The question here is whether this is a deliberate creation. Yeah. Now, hang on. I've got more coincidences. Okay. There are 109.2 Earth diameters across the Sun's diameter. There are 109.2 Sun diameters between the Earth and the Sun. When the Earth is as, as when the Earth is at its furthest from the Sun, the circumference of the Moon measures 109.20 kilometers. 109.2 comes up a lot. Again, that's all pretty arbitrary. It's kind of confusing. This is from um, I don't know, moonmalarkey.com or something. The moon's polar circumference is 27.3. The size of the Earth's, which is the size of the Earth's polar circumference, the moon orbits the Earth every 27.3 Earth days and turns 109.20.8 kilometers at the equator every 27.3 days. These numbers just keep coming up. They do. No one's really, it's not really clear what it means. Well, look, I'm an atheist, but if I were to believe in God... I would not want to believe in like some nerdy god that was like, <laughs> the numbers. Yeah, but if you were like a computer programmer, for example, oh, yeah. and you had to program something into... If, to, it keep... a, if it was just a simulation. Well, no, but like, so the, the god or whoever was doing the intelligent designing, mm. there would have to be some sort of computations in there to allow it to always keep going, right? No, you just create it with magic. The, like you need to create a... If you're doing it in a computer wherein nothing is real, yes, you've got to do it. You've got to program it. Yeah. Um, the other thing is that the moon orbits, the way that the moon orbits, you can, we only ever see one side of it because it just is perfectly in sync somehow. Yeah. I don't understand that. It's like when you film a helicopter at the right frame rate. Yeah. Or when someone, they throw a knuckleball in a baseball. Yeah. Uh, a knuckleball for you sports fans. But it's, you know how it's like the perfect size to like for the eclipse or whatever. Yeah, but it's like not really. It's not exactly right. It's pretty close though for that amount of distance. It's about right. Yeah, it's a, but it's like this cup is the perfect size for me to cover up your noggin. No, it isn't. Well, no, not really. But I can st- I can't see your head when I hold it up. What do you? What does that prove? I'm just saying. It's the same if it was over here or over here. No, that's fair. That's actually pretty fair. <laughs> the, you say the tolerance for the moon to cover up the sun in an eclipse yeah. is probably hundreds of thousands of miles. Yeah, it's about right. If anyone that knows science better than us can explain the tolerance and like how how much that would differ 
if the the moon was say i don't know a third of the distance either way get on it science people yeah at all of a time why why at me why not hypothebot oh yeah <laughs> um so this one lady i was reading I uh, was talking about the symmetry of the moon. Mm. It's really sim- and all the symmetry and these numbers and stuff. Isn't the moon famously not symmetrical? Well, the, all the no, I don't know. It's got craters all over it. Yeah, but, but you can't. If the cra- if the craters were exactly the same on each side, I'd be like, oh. No, I mean you can kind of <laughs> you got to kind of laugh for space debris. Space debris is just that's got to be random. Wait, so what's the point that it's if you take away all of the? So she's saying if you add up all these coincidences and and the, it's all like the symmetry of between the Earth and the Sun and the Moon and all these things. Right. She's not saying if you take away all of the shapes on the Moon, the Moon is quite symmetrical. No. Okay, that's fine. Um, but she comes up to this one logical conclusion. Are you ready for the logical conclusion? Yeah. Hollow alien ship. Whoa. Driven here to check out what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Maybe to to kick off life. Yep. And then just kind of monitor, like Big Brother, basically. Who's driving the ship? Well, the aliens. Which aliens? Well, if we knew that. <sighs> Have to be the reptile ones, yeah. yeah it's the Anunnaki. Probably the Anunnaki. It's so basic. The Nibiru comes up a lot in that theory as well. Mm. Nibiru's. Uh, the, what is it? The moon is there as a hologram to hide Nibiru mm. when mm. it comes past. Which Which makes sense mm. if you only ever see the one side of it. Also makes sense if fucking the moon and is relatively the same size as Nibiru is distance wise. Yeah. Same as the sun. Yeah. Does that not suggest that Nibiru is as big as the sun? Mm. What, what, what was the black sun? Remember the black sun came up one time? Black hole sun. No. <laughs> Banger. Very <laughs> uh, good song. Yep. Uh, video clip always creeped me out. Yep. Ugh, creepy. Uh, no, like there's two suns. One is the black sun and the uh. in the yellow one and then maybe that one's Nibiru and the moon's the exact size to block it out at all times Um, one of the evidences for that of it being a hologram is people watching like live um, telescope feeds and it it updates and it looks like a wave going across the moon because it's like a digital updating of the picture (laughs) and people like look at this wave across the across the moon that's either huge energy or it proves it's a hologram It's, it's a digital telescope yeah, so, might be a cloud that just went by. It's so obviously a digital. <laughs> <laughs> just randomly, do you want me to throw out some bloody Jewish gematria matches for Moon? Yes, please. Yes, uh, Lamb of God. Good yep. one. Hand of God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hang on, I saw a great one. Hand of God. Golden Child. Baal Snake. Oh, what's Baal Snake? Like you know, Baal. B a a l. No. Lord Demon. of Hell. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's cool. Baal Snake. But yeah. He's talking about one his, of his bloody snakes. Obviously, his fucking dinger. Yeah. Yeah. Or, you know, just a rental snake. <laughs> or a normal, yeah. Just <laughs> a rental snake. Yeah. Um, I saw a really good one, but I've lost it now. Oh, uh, Bambi McBimbo. So someone put in Bambi McBimbo into Jewish Gematria. Yeah, 170. That's... Um, I would love to know who that was. Like, I feel like their purposes for looking up Jew- Jewish gematria align with our purposes somehow. Mm. <laughs> uh, there was one more. Hang on, let me see if I can quickly find it. About light. No, it was uh, Dying Flame. Which kind of... It's not what you want in a moon. 
No, but might suggest why it's getting dimmer, losing its brightness. It's a dying flame. I will note that Bambi McBimbo's tweets on Twitter protected. Oh. Ooh. How deep does this go? What is she hiding? Um, also, Flow Rider. Oh, really? Hey. As in the proper... Yeah, F-L-O-R-I-D-A. Yeah. yeah. Also, Florida. Yeah. I always get a little surprise. Like, for maybe a good three years going, oh, Flow Rider. Like, Florida. Because he's from Florida. And then, it's only probably in the last year that I've just managed to keep that bit of information in my head and I'm not surprised by it anymore. Mm. Uh, th- just three more quickly. I am, I am Hamas. Oh. Uh... Save that for when Saudi runs for president. <laughs> <laughs> FBI agent. That's good. And I hate him. Ooh. Uh, also, if you Google Bambi McBimbo, you get some Gilmore Girl stuff. So oh. Maybe they use that phrase in Gilmore Girls on time. Oh, yeah. right. And we know that they're famous for talking fast, yeah. a.k.a. in tongues, a.k.a. demonically. Yep. Do you have anything more about the moon, Rabu? Or is yeah. it all Bambi McBimbo? Uh, yeah, I've kind of got sidetracked here. Um, oh, I did watch, uh, there's a blood moon happening on January 20 and the 21st, 2019. A super blood moon, do you guys remember that? Yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry, I thought you were going to say there was one coming up. No, happened already. Yeah, we got a whole bunch in a row. Yeah. Um, and this person says, I'm going to read out what they said. Uh, a super blood moon eclipse coincides with the wolf moon. Pray for the protection of everyone who belongs to Yeshua. If you are on the path of the eclipse, anoint your homes before the eclipse and cover your windows with something, even unused garbage bags if necessary. Oh. Don't, you, don't get a used garbage bag. No, no. Make sure it's unused. You can get trash all over your house. Yuck. Uh, closing your blinds and curtains, if you have them, would be enough, but don't take it for granted and don't look outside. If... A blood slash wolf moon is going to cause some sort of apocalyptic event. Mm. Do more than close your bloody blinds. Yeah. yeah. Just, I'm just not going to look outside. Yeah. yeah. No, lock your doors. Yeah, at if, least. If it's bloody activated the, you know, hidden uh, switch in all of the antifars. Yeah. And then oh. they, <laughs> yeah. they start going out for blood. Um, and I think there was a description for the YouTube video. And then the actual video, uh, this is on Brighteon. It's getting so hard to search for stuff on YouTube now. Mm. Um, Which is good, I guess, for society, but bad for us. Yeah, <laughs> bad for us. Uh, this, they kept on like, it was almost like they were trying to make out they were doing like an Islamic language or something. They were going, yakada, 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 yeah, yakada, yakada. Stay inside, January 20, yakada, yakada, yakada. <laughs> like, what are you trying to do? <laughs> it was really bizarre. And like, they were just saying yakada, yakada. I've written down here, yakada, yakada. That's all they were saying, but they were chanting it like it was a thing. Hmm. Yakada yakada. Are they trying to start their own like a waka waka? Like? <laughs> also, we're saying yakada yakada now. It's a thing. <laughs> tell everyone when you're telling them to stay inside. Sweet. We're going to take a break. Yeah. Cool. Cool. It's agreed. All right, Salty, what have we got for us about the moon, mate? Uh, so, 
I had a bit of a look into my old bloody pet enjoying things. What, what do you call that? Faves? My old faves, which is the uh, bloody Nazi UFO man. Mm-hmm. You love a Nazi UFO man. So, this is, this is so, all of this stuff has come up again. Did you find that everything you looked up was from articles within the last few days? No. Heaps of stuff that I found was like, I'm like, mm, Nazi UFOs in the moon. It was like two days ago. Hmm. Um, but there's a Bulgarian researcher called Vladimir Terziski, who's over the years has written a lot of books. There's a lot of DVDs you can buy on Amazon that are listed but don't have any prices <laughs> <laughs> with really dodgy covers. But he um, he's an engineer and a physicist, and he reckons that the Germans developed a space program during World War II with the Japanese. Mm-hmm. So they kind of... Teamed up? Built their own, yeah. They teamed up and built a space program. Fuck it. If there's anyone you don't want teaming up on a space program, if they want to do it nefariously, yeah, those two. World War II, Germany and Japan. Yeah. Yeah. So um, they reckon that uh, General Hans Kammerer, the SS bloke, he oversaw the rocket program. Um, they were behind it. So he's... They allude a lot to the fact that this guy says he has proof, but then they don't actually outline what his proof is mm. or mention anything about his proof. Um, but they reckon that the it all ties into the whole, the Nazis went to South America and Antarctica and all that. So that's all very much tied in. And mm. the rise in the UFO sightings from the 40s were the Nazi experimental things. So he says, he says, the Germans landed on the moon as early as probably 1942. Okay. Utilizing their larger exo-atmospheric rocket sources of the Methe and Shriver type. Why did the Nazis tell anyone, do you think? Well, you can't set up a secret base on the moon and then go telling everyone. Hmm, that's fair. Because they built it on the other side, the far side. Hmm. If they were going to make it... Overt, just do it right for, there for propaganda reasons. Right on the bloody nose of the face. For propaganda reasons, though, you'd be like, oh, "You can't even get us on Earth, and you can't get us on the Moon either." Yeah, look at us. Maybe they run into some problems. Mm. But um, the Nazis were really into space. Yep. And von Braun, who was the famous rocketman, he was all about space. And there was a, a quote that I saw related to him that was. Uh, saying that his V2 rockets, which were like the ones that they bombed England with, um, which I didn't realise the V stands for vengeance. Oh. I hadn't come across that before. Right. Vengeance Weapon 2 is the official, like the full name of the V2 rockets. That's pretty cool. For yeah. a, it's, it's a, a cool name. Machine. But it's a machine. I don't want to... Yeah. Um, but he was... Cited as saying at one point that his V2 rockets were a success. They were just landing on the wrong planet. Oh. He had big, he obviously had big ideas that these were going to take us into space. Yeah. And uh, this guy reckons uh, they did take them to space. Werner, you can't do vengeance on the moon. Yeah. Well, he, I'm assuming he didn't ha- he wasn't in charge of naming them. It's like, I'm building these great rockets that can take us. Vengeance weapon. <laughs> but they're for space exploration. Vengeance. We're going to shoot them in England. Um, so <laughs> I saw a couple of fun quotes from some internet users on a couple of articles. Mm-hmm. Go for it. Yeah, let us, let, us, let us hear them. I didn't write their usernames down, so sorry I can't attribute them 
to their original people. Do you want to make up a username after each quote? Let's hear, okay. Let's hear these quotes. Uh, Von Braun was always aiming for the moon, but sometimes his rockets landed in London. Ah. Uh, Joey Star Sign 4, that was. Okay. And this one, which I thought was, was pretty good. Nazis did send a man to the moon. The Americans. Ah, oh. hey, that's actually quite good. Yeah. Uh, clever commenter five, that one. That's his name? Yeah. <laughs> I can only think numbers. <laughs> <by one. laughs> anyway. That's uh, a good name. Clever commenter five. Yeah. Good stuff. Thanks. Good bit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so he reckons that... Um, Definitely, uh, it was good to have the funny thing and then sort of <laughs> contrast it <laughs> with your bit as well. <laughs> that was uh, Dickhead69. <laughs> Fucking <laughs> oh, sick burn. Uh, he reckons that the Germans, uh, yeah, so they landed on the moon as early as 42, and f- since their first day of landing on the moon, they started boring and tunneling under the surface. And by the end of the war, there was a small Nazi research base on the moon. Cool. So I've saw a lot of other people referencing that also the Chinese apparently had a base on the moon, and also the Americans had a base on the moon. I don't know whether they're all attributing the same apparent base on the moon to all the same people. Hmm. But definitely something on the moon. Base. Does it say what they were using the base for? No. I guess trying to establish a military thing. Oh, they were all... Yeah, sorry. Actually, cut that. Yeah. The Nazis. (laughs) Uh, Well, they were teaming up with the bloody Anunnaki, weren't they? The reptilians. The Nazis okay. and the reptilians yeah, right, were... Yeah. They had to build a base on the moon so that they could fucking communicate and, and interact with the, the, the reptiles. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. Can't do that on Earth. Everyone will see them coming. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. But no one can see them fucking just popping into the back of the moon. Yeah, especially... You can't see it. it. Hmm. It's on the other side. Uh, there was a few stories, yeah, again, from like the last few weeks of uh, photos from the dark side of the moon. Where they're like, look at all the buildings. Yeah. Also, just pulling you up there because heaps of internet nerds were pulling up other internet nerds. It's the far side of the moon. Is it? What's the dark side of the moon? Then? Pink Floyd album. Pink Floyd album. Yeah. <laughs> is not is the far side of the moon not dark? I think it's okay to call it. I that. think. And then, oh, actually, someone else said that, and someone goes, actually, all of the moon is dark. <sighs> oh, that's stupid. That was douchebag seventy five. <laughs> Dark Side of the Moon does sound better. I guess it does. That's, that's why they called the music thing that. I think because yeah. Far Side of the Moon sounds comical because of Far Side now. Yeah, probably. Dark Side sounds cool because of Pink Floyd. Mm. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, there was all these photos of the Far Side of the Moon. They're like, look at all the shadowy buildings. Or mm. shadows. Or shadows. Yeah. So I did watch a lot of footage of um, people looking for. Buildings on the on the moon. Mm-hmm. Um, one that I really enjoyed. Um, I think his name's Alien Hunter on YouTube, or one word. Uh, and he just seems to stream maybe th- hour long things of him scanning through all the photos. A lot of the dark, the new dark side of the moon ones, far side. Sorry. Um, while music's playing. Right. So video. Oh, was that that chilled out reggae reggae yeah, video? Yeah. So video number four thousand nine hundred fourteen point seven five. Uh, while he's scanning the moon for bases, he's playing the album Rastaman Vibration by Bob Marley. Right. Just one of Bob Marley's finest works. Uh, pretty pretty good time. I just put it on the background. How many views does that video have? Quite a few. 
Oh, he gets he racks up like four thousand views in some of these. <laughs> um, but if you just put it on your TV, mm. yeah. you get you get some moonscapes, moonscapes, and some nice reggae. Yeah. It's pretty good. Um, but then I was like, I don't know what we're actually looking at. And then you go into the comments, like, oh my god, did you see that one at around five minutes? Uh, no. <laughs> I saw a photo of a tank. Oh yeah. Apparently, there's a tank on the moon. Which, you know, the Nazis probably took up a couple of tanks with them. You've got to take a tank. You've got to have a tank. How are you supposed to protect your bloody war ground without a tank? Yeah. It's a Seinfeld bit. Like, just going to the moon and taking a car and driving around. Right. (laughs) Nazis just took a tank. Tank. So it's like a square rock that looks like it has a round rock with like a pointy bit at one end. Kind of like the top of a tank. Mm. Like the turret. There is this... There is actually a weird shadow you can see on the side. So... There's like the solid shadow, but then there's, you can see the shadow of something that would be like this, like a curve. Okay. Or like a half circle. I mean, you know, you could think like maybe a rock would erode, a hole would erode through a bit of rock to cast Mm. that kind of shadow. But is there much erosion on the moon? It's just getting blasted by... Solar winds? Uh, Not winds, I think just by meteorites and stuff. Mm. Yeah, things are always getting knocked around. Because the footprints are still there, because mm. of the density of the soil, mm. and the, but the I think zerity of the gravity, mm. the but, vacuumicity of space. But I think if a, a, a good a good solid meteorite smashed a rock, put yeah. a hole through it, yeah. Right. But it does look weird. The little it looks like it could be a thing that you would have tied something onto, like a hitch, a hitch for your tank. Yeah, you know, tank hitch. Yeah. If your tank needed to tow something, you would tie it to your tank hitch. Okay. Oh, you got to tie your donkey up to your tank. Yeah. Um, he also was what? mentioned... Tie your donkey up? Yeah. It's yeah. on your hitch. Okay. What are you hitching? Oh, look, at, look at that old Robert here. I'm hitching mighty stallions when I'm doing hitches. <laughs> oh, you're a donkey hitcher if I've ever seen one. All right. No, fair enough. Um, ass. You're an ass. <laughs> donkey gear. So he also, he also wrote... That Germans landed on the moon in 42, established their underground base. The Russians and Americans secretly landed on the moon in the 50s. They stayed at this still operating base. So the Nazis built a base, and then the Russians and the Americans went there a decade later and stayed at that base. And just hung out together. <laughs> they all just hung out together. Fritz, what are you doing here? Yeah. <laughs> Is this like Sergey? <laughs> long time. So we had the catastrophic view of history. Is this like just the slash fic view of history, where like all, all of the enemies, like Harry Potter and fucking Draco Malfoy, are making out? <laughs> <laughs> I would say they were making out on the moon. Oh, they probably would. a little bit of a make out. Though, you right? would though. Yeah. Is there anything more romantic than seeing that bloody beautiful Earth up above you? Yeah. No, that's fair. That great blue marble. Mm. Yeah. That's what they all say, isn't it? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Nothing like it. So, uh, yeah, so in the 50s they went to the base and according to this guy, there's atmosphere, water and vegetation on the moon, which NASA conceals to exclude the third world from moon exploration. The third world doesn't want to go to the moon? If there was bloody food there, they would. There's food on Earth. That we're not, not enough. Them. Yeah, there is enough. No, there is famously there's, enough. Yeah, there's way too much food on Earth. That's not what the TV tells me. That's exactly what the TV it's, tells no, you. No, there's enough. <laughs> it's just not distributed properly. Yeah. Trickle down doesn't work. No. So that's also like third world don't have the facilities to build a rocket. Yeah, but I guess if you could have done it in the 40s, 
Now we're pretending it's so hard. Oh, look, we're, we're going to have all these, all these nerds in here to make it. Yeah. Third world countries, like, we don't have all these nerds. Yeah. We'll never do it. Um, so in the 60s... But if they were like, but there is a lot of food up there, maybe that would have driven their will to succeed yeah. and they would have fucking found some nerds. When yeah, we went no, up in fair. the 60s, we were doing like computers that are as powerful as a calculator today, right? Yeah. So how like dodgy were they, the computers that were doing this time in the 40s? Just doing it on Abacus. Wait, dodgy... Oh, as in the ones they were doing... Yeah. It's half a calculator. Yeah. The right as long as they didn't need to divide anything. <laughs> Maybe they were just fucking so good at building rockets they didn't need computers. Yeah, like the Nazis did it eventually... As as the commenter on the forum pointed out, mm. so you know maybe they just did it in the forties and didn't tell anyone. I uh, also just come across this is more of the moon. this is more the Nazi Antarctic tie, but also with UFOs. There was a book written by a Chil- Chilean diplomat and Nazi sympathizer who said hmm. uh, that Hitler was an avatar of Vishnu. Okay, I hadn't come across that before. Um, and was at that time communing with Hyperborean gods in an underground Antarctic base in New Swabia. Where's New Swabia? Antarctica. Okay. I think that's what they, oh, they named like it. Savitri Devi? Uh, yeah. It's Miguel Serrano. Um, yeah, no, we talked Yeah, we talked about him... Um, Did we? On one of our Nazi episodes. <laughs> one of our Nazi... <laughs> Maybe we should dial back on the amount of Nazi episodes we have if we have to say one of... The Nazis... Do way too many weird things like yeah. get super obsessed with space or Atlantis and send exhibitions. Yeah. Like, they're, they're bloody... Yeah. So the other thing that this uh, Vladimir Tzitzky was named in was um, in relation to a guy called Richard Hoagland, uh, who was one of their supporters, and military futurist Mike Sparks, who in a 2001 documentary... Uh, said that Ian Fleming, who was part of MI6 before he wrote books Jack's about time. it. Yeah. Um, At which point he was still probably part of MI6. Yeah. Uh, he said Ian Fleming, uh, he was aware and deeply involved in combating Nazi anti-gravity craft. Uh, South American exile, Operation Paperclip, scientist duplicity, and about Moonraker, the James Bond, which was about... The moon weapons. Yeah, moon. so that one is famously bad, right? You know what? It's got the best ending. It's okay. the one with Jaws in it, or one yeah, of the ones yeah, with Jaws yeah. in it. The, it's got the best fucking James Bond ending, where he puts his little video monitor on, and uh, bloody Q or whatever his name is, or M is there with Q going, uh, Bond, what's what's happening? What's happening? And for some reason, James Bond is in this spaceship with a hot chick. And he like he goes something like, I'll talk to you later, boys. And he turns the thing off and starts to make out with a girl. And you hear Q and M talking and they're like, what's he doing? What's he doing? And he goes, so I think he's attempting re-entry. <laughs> Classic Bond. But yeah, Ian Fleming apparently was warning us in his books. The, the book that this guy wrote is called James Bond is Real, the untold story of politi- political and military technological threats Ian Fleming warned us about. Mm-hmm. I actually wouldn't mind getting that book. It sounds kind of cool. Yeah. I, I've kind of always wanted to see Moonraker because 
A, that great re-entry gag oh, at the that end. last bit. It's yeah. worth sitting through it for. But I don't really like James Bond movies. Right. But I've heard that one's like just crazy and stupid and, and ridiculous. So I kind of think I'd get into that. I don't like James Bond movies. Nah, not really. Not the old ones? The old ones are pretty cool when he's all suave and shit. Ugh, especially not the old ones. The new ones are a bit... I just assume you're a massive James Bond fan from based on the way you carry yourself. Such suaveness. I am very suave. And misogyny. <laughs> oh. And he carries around that license to kill. I do have a license to kill. That is just my suaveness. It's the same thing. Yeah. But I do like my martinis stirred and not shaken. Fair enough. Sure. Fucking the anti-Bond. Yeah. So, the moon. Do we have more? Oh, yeah, I've got a little bit more. Yeah, I've got another thing. All right. Let's hear, let's hear uh, Salty's thing. Uh, so I come across a guy, a Chinese astrophysicist called Dr. Kang Mao Pang. Yeah. Kind of sounds like a made up Chinese name, but uh, so he said that America's Apollo 11 lunar module had a remote camera on it that I guess was operated from Houston. And uh, they took a photo of a human skeleton on the moon mm. and also photos of human bare footprints, like someone walking around on the moon with no shoes on. Okay. Um, I think you mean like human bear hybrids. No, no, no. No. <laughs> no bearmen. Uh, so he claimed that he got his things from an unimpeachable US source. Sounds like Donald Trump. Yeah. <laughs> the, um, he also says that the Apollo 11 astronauts and crew didn't know about these photos. Mm. They were taken secretly by the government. When you first said that, before we recorded, I thought that you meant that they'd taken the photos but didn't realise the skeleton was there, like in Three, oh, Men, right. like th- in three Men and a Little Lady or whatever it is. The ghost, ghost behind the background. background. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking moon ghost. Um, so he is quoted as saying, the Americans have conspired in a cover-up of monumental and possibly even criminal proportions. He continued to tell newsmen they hid photos of bare human footprints on the moon for 20 years. And managed to keep the human skeleton secret even longer. The implications of what they found up there are staggering. But the Americans apparently feel that nobody else in the world is privileged enough to share the information. I've got a little photo of the what skeleton. <coughs> what logic is behind someone being on the moon and not wearing shoes? Well, and then, like seeing something that looks like they're going, well, that's definitely the, uh, the big conclusion. So I don't think you could get last very long on the moon with no shoes well if you if, could then then everything the Americans told us about the moon is not true mm. yeah but, but I mean people don't wear sh- people wear shoes all the time that's apparently the photo what the fuck other than in New Zealand if mm. you're wearing if you're doing anything you're wearing shoes people don't oh wear- that looks a lot like a skeleton on the yeah. moon Robo I don't want to wearing jeans yeah because Levi's on. I don't want to burst your bubble of New Zealand exceptionalism, but people don't wear shoes everywhere. No, but New Zealand is, I guess, in New Zealand is famously so chilled. No, it's just we a, hate shoes. Uh, in Western countries, New Zealand is uh, known for not wearing shoes. People all around the world are known for not wearing shoes, including in other Western countries. Appalachian mountain folk, for example. Uh, no, I think they wear. Um, they actually have like sandals. They wear. Whatever, like the, the hillbilly stereotype of the shoeless person. It's people without shoes all over the place. Why wouldn't they be on the moon? 
Because and why are you so Western centric? Because you, you, you have forget to that imagine that the, these shoe prints are these footprints are from some Western person. I wasn't saying that at all. You're forgetting the fact that NASA's covering up that there is gravity in air and, and atmosphere. Atmosphere and so someone's just gone <laughs> gone to the moon. They've put on Rastaman Vibration yeah. by Bob Marley. Yep, seminal album. And just like had a oh, stroll around in their blue jeans, and just popping these babies off, let these piggies fly out here in the moon. It's like the beach. Yeah, yeah, so no, you, fair point. You wear fair shoes point. at the beach. If in fact it is like the beach, it's all sand and stuff. Yeah. If you okay. if you like took off if Good you view were of the ocean. if you were on another planet and the Earth's up here, these blah, blah. if you're on another planet mm. and the Earth's up here and you take off in your little rocket ship, yeah, and you land in the middle of the Simpson Desert, yeah, and you go, fucking hell, there's nothing here. Look at it. It's fucked. Yeah. We're going to die if we stay here. We need protection all over our bodies. We need to stay out of the fucking elements. Yeah. And then you took off back to your planet, but you didn't travel a few thousand kilometers, you know, to the east and come across bloody Sydney. (laughs) You'd think Australia and the earth was fucked. If that's all you knew of it. Yeah. Sorry. All all we know of the moon is that little bit. Oh God, I'm so confused. So if you're up on the moon and you go, oh shit. So you got I'll to the moon. I'll just fucking take my shoes off for a bit. <laughs> yeah. It's like a beach. The moon's like a beach. A central part of your story was layering in lots of clothes and avoiding the elements yeah. to prove that people don't totally. <laughs> No, but that's like, that would be your impression of here. They got to the moon and they were like, it's all sandy. Let's yeah. bloody kick the shoes off. So have to run around on the moon, on the, than the, the on the moon beach. Sandier than the desert in your story. Yeah, well, the desert's harsh, isn't it? And hot and sunny. Yeah, the moon's nice and chill. The moon's cold. Okay, no, fair, fair play. Get up there, you go, oh, it's nice and cool here. Let's kick my shoes off. Also, I'll leave, leave my jeans on, though. <laughs> if you've been on a massive intergalactic trip, you're gonna, like, you know, your feet all have swelled up a bit. You want to get your yeah, shoes kick off. kick your boots off, mate. Get, run, your, run the... You know that thing where you're supposed to, when you get somewhere new, you're supposed to fucking ground yourself with the earth? Feel it between your toes? Yeah. Imagine the sun gazing you could do from the, the moon. So, I got some more. Um, I I found a video of a guy uh, who was zooming in on the moon with a camera. Moon zoom. Getting pretty close. Bird flies in front of the camera. He just loses his shit. (laughs) (laughs) How did a bird get so high? There's no way. (laughs) (laughs) But like, it's clearly in proportion to... Yeah, it's a little bird flies across. (laughs) Maybe... 100 metres away from where he is. Little bird. He doesn't make any reference to the power lines that are in front of the moon <laughs> while he's zooming in on it as well. That was a good one. Why is, it, why is um, the bird that high? And Jonesy, I got some Buzz Aldrin gear. Apparently he's mates with Buzz Aldrin, or he was. Oh, that's weird. And Buzz Aldrin was telling him that there was lakes oh. under the surface of the moon. And then the Indian uh, government sent up a few probes. And they sent something up to smash into it. Yeah. And then collect all the, the dust. And then they, they worked out that there might have been some... Sorry, uh, I thought we had enough dust. I thought we never went back. Hmm. Anyway. Um, and they worked out, oh yeah, there might have been there might be some water quite far under the surface. Hmm. And Jones is like, I was right! Yesterday's news today! That seems like famously something Buzz Aldrin wouldn't say. It's also something you say... You can't say after the facts. Yeah. But Buzz Aldrin said some cook stuff in the last little while. Has he? Yeah, he talked about monoliths on like one of Mars's moons and stuff yeah. like that. Did he actually But he's say never that? been to Mars. No, but he's he knows. He's likely cooked about places he's not been. But isn't isn't Buzz Aldrin the one who's out there decking seas? 
Yeah. When they're like, oh, you never went to the movies? Like, I'll show you. <laughs> Click. The Phobos Monolith. It's yeah. on Wiki page. So Wiki page. So it's not that secret at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, um, that's the thing they they took photos of. It's a weird outcropping of rock on that moon that casts a long shadow. So it looks like a monolith. Uh, I think Aldrin was like, yeah. Did Buzz Aldrin have some opinions on that. There. Buzz Aldrin has spoken about the Phobos monolith and his support of a mission to Phobos. But does he just want to check out the monolith? It sounds like it. It's That's on, fine. It's on C-SPAN. Yeah, but he wants to check it out because he thinks it's an alien thing. It's on C-SPAN, so it's probably not, not going to get that cooked. It's nah. just a little YouTube thing. I'm not going to watch it. All right. 50 Years of the Moon. It's done a good job. Yeah. Without the moon, we wouldn't be... Oh, you're going gonna to snap your... Suspenders. Yeah. No, ow. Right on me nips. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, without the moon, we wouldn't be alive. The yeah. tides... Tides are important. Yeah. Um, body phases of the moon for my emotions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Werewolves would have a really bizarre experience. Mm. When they wouldn't know when to no. wolf out. Oh, They'd sp- have all their wolf juice just built up for millennia. Speaking of werewolves, when I was coming across this thing, there was an article about uh, Nazi werewolf troops. Yeah. And all the imagery they used on the article was werewolves. But they kind of didn't make it sound like it like didn't seem like a cooked thing. Like the Nazis said they had werewolves. That's just what they named the troops. Some specific uh, commandos yeah, that would yeah. go in and like fucking uh, just a good name for a unit. I don't want to say Blitzkrieg, <laughs> but they would go in and like hammer things. some shit and get stuff done. Like yeah. I think it was a werewolf troop of Nazis freed Mussolini at one point or something like that. That's just what they called that specific battalion of guys. And I was like, don't sell me out that this is going to be a great, great thing about mm. Nazi werewolves if it's not no what was the British werewolf movie American Werewolf in London no the one about the soldiers dogs of all dog soldiers dog soldiers that was good wasn't it good movie yeah mm. anyway uh, Robo <laughs> people want to find you you can get me at Isle of a Time for beer stuff and you can get me on Insta at Eats and Drinks with Z's and YouTube, we don't have a custom URL, so search Eats and Drinks, go through maybe two pages, and then you'll find us somewhere in those two pages. Yeah. Make sure you sub so they can get that custom URL. Yeah, we're very close. We're like 65. Not right, We're not going viral just yet. No. We'll get there, though. Bloody good videos, though. Check it out, though. And Soldier's saying they're good videos. He's made them. Yeah. I have no dog in the fight. Mm. I'll say they are good videos. Thanks, done, Cam. They're well done. Uh, Salty, where can they find you? You can get me at Saltmarsh on Instagram and Twitter and Saltmarsh Illustration on Facebook. Eat some drinks with Robbo for some cool recipes and Tohida. Check Tohida out. And you can find me at Sex and Hummer on Twitter. Gather around me on Facebook and Apple Podcasts or whatever it's called. Uh, My other podcast where very shortly you'll be able to hear our recap of Annabelle Comes Home. Ooh, what's that? It's a spooky movie about a doll. Ah... Bad dog moves back into into the house, eh? They well, they, it doesn't actually come home in the movie. They just bring it to their home, uh-huh. which I guess it then lives there. Mm. So it's in a sense it's coming home. Hmm. I guess it depends when. In another sense, it's real home is hell. When it becomes home, or when it doesn't become home. Yeah. Well, you can hear all about it in the podcast. Check it out, guys. Yeah, look forward to it. Bye. Cheers. Don't worry about
accept whether or not Port Arthur was a false flag operation in which to disarm Australia. Trump is clearly a 